Welcome to the Unforeseen Journey podcast with myself, Glenn Oliver. The intention of this podcast is to dig into my experiences of what is commonly referred to as the midlife crisis. I want to share with you my own journey as I unpick the why behind the what in the hope that through these conversations, it helps you to live a more intentional and fulfilling life. In the show, I want to share with you why I believe this is something we should all be talking about way more in the hope that others who go through this are supported and able to navigate this incredibly challenging time in their lives. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 8 of the Unforeseen Journey podcast. Um, The title of this episode is Navigating the Crisis Part 1. And I think truly what I'm recognising now is that the the further and further I get away from um, the last 12 to 18 months, probably 6 to 7 years, um, these lessons are going to start becoming more and more clear and uh, it's my intention to continue to share those with you um, as we, we go on this journey together. Um, I want to start by saying thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen to previous episodes and all the, the nice messages I'm, I'm continuing to get of support and uh, connection, which make it kind of worthwhile and worthy for me to continue on this. I think it's worth me saying now, I think we've broken the back of... Um, the, the hard stuff to talk about. There's going to be more of it without a doubt as we, we continue on this. But uh, the last three episodes in particular were quite raw for a reason in that I think context was important. And I think explaining the situation as I experienced it, at least, um, I think there's some value in that because I think um, as I'll go on to talk about here, I think the, the point in all of this is to share these things so people don't feel alone and I guess that's um that's that's really what I want to do with this so yeah thank you for listening to those episodes I know there's some hard things to get into so what's going on with me um usual stuff still waiting for the operation for the hernias uh next week I'm gonna have a week off work and I am going to be staying in London I'm going to house sit for a friend. I've got a few books to read. I'm just going to enjoy being up there, going for walks, getting out, um, and just unplugging from life. I'm going to have a, a break from social media. Um, I'm going to go on there at all. Um, I will record an episode of the podcast, which I'm excited to talk about, but that's the only kind of work-related stuff I'm going to do next week, which feels really nice. On top of that, I've got a few other things in the pipeline coming up which i'm really excited to do this year and to, to go a couple of places and a couple of opportunities that have uh kind of presented themselves in a really beautiful organic way and uh, it kind of makes me think that listening to the universe surrendering to all this is kind of there's the, the rewards are starting to show so that's that's been lovely to uh to, to experience um one thing I've did in the last week that I did, I've done in the last week, I wanted to share with you that may or may not be used to you is that I've had a kind of a bit of a, a social media cleanse, and I think this comes partly with me stepping into the role of or the identity of being a life coach, for want of a better description at the moment, because <clears throat> essentially I think that's what my coaching is moving towards is helping people navigate their lives and live a more fulfilling autonomous life and so part of that has been removing accounts which I think just made me anxious and were related to kind of more the fitness space that I won't really don't really think we're adding anything to to my space now so um, 
that's something I definitely would encourage you all to do. Um, and to really consider if the things you're consuming on social media are helping you or, or actually making you more anxious or more um, concerned about where you are based on where these other people are saying they are. So it's been, it's been really, really kind of powerful thing to do. Um, and again, as I go on this kind of continuation, this journey, stepping into that idea of, of being more of a, a life coach now is really uh, starting to warm to me. And um, I'm still struggling with the naming, but here we go. First world problems. And I want to share this with you because I think you've heard all the bad stuff. And I want you to know that right now I had a realization at the weekend that um, I was fulfilled, truly. I wanted for nothing. And um, that was a unique experience and one that I've taken some time to sit with and to try and unpack. And if you'd have told me that a year ago that uh, I would be here now feeling this way, I wouldn't have believed you. And that's part of what we want to talk about today is when you're in that moment, you can't see a way out. But there is, and like a year on from it, I think I've learned so much from the journey. And just to be there at the weekend and go, I've got everything I could need right now. I can literally want for nothing. I think it was a lovely, lovely thing to experience. Um, but that being said, there are still things I want to do in terms of places to go and, you know, just things to tick off the list. But I'm not attached to any of those things as a expectation that they will provide me with happiness which i think is a big lesson for me um which again we'll talk a bit more about today and lastly on this kind of subject of coaching and as i kind of evolve into i believe what you know what what i should be doing um i've kind of shed the idea of this niching concept which i think is really common in the coaching industry especially in the, the fitness coaching space and it's something that i say um, kind of gets my goat a bit, which I'll talk about about now. And niching is, is a good concept. I understand it because if you try and speak to everyone on social media, you don't speak to anyone. So you've got to have an idea of the person you want to speak to. But I think too often we narrow down a niche for the sake of it without understanding that actually a niche can be a way of thinking. It doesn't have to be a gender, an age, a social status. It can just be a way of thinking. So as I get to understand my niche more, I understand that really it's just someone who is having a, a feeling inside them that, hey, this isn't right. I want something more. I want something different. And um, that could be anyone. And in fact, I've been lucky enough to sign up three coaching clients in the last week and each one of those is completely different in terms of uh, where they're at in life but their their desire to live a more purposeful intentional life is is really common but their own version of that life their lives is is also completely different so i think that's the thing that's interesting and uh, i make no bones about about speaking out about some bullshit in the fitness industry or the coaching industry specifically. Uh, and one of those things is, is niching for the sake of making more money. It's something I've experienced firsthand, something I've seen, and it's just, it, it shows someone's true intentions because I think coaching is a calling. It's one of those things you, you have no choice to do if you feel like you've got to do it. And truly, if you're a coach for the right reasons, you're going to just be coaching those people similar to you, probably a few steps behind. Um, and it's, it's always kind of got to me. I've met a few people who are like, oh, you know, 
who do you coach? What's your kind of niche? And I was like, yeah, I coach like 40 year old CEOs and you're talking to someone and they're 20 old, 22 year old guy who lives at home with their parents. You're like, how the fuck do you relate to any of their problems? Like this isn't, this isn't the right reasons to be doing it. And maybe it's wrong for me to call those people out and to be so, um, you know, beating down on people. But I think that's half the problem with the coaching space is that there's so many people in this profession for the wrong reasons. They're wrong in the re in it to kind of leverage people's weakness and feeling vulnerability. Um, and I think that's, that's the wrong reason to do it quite honestly. So anyway, rant over. Um, I don't want to dwell on that too much today. So if you like the show, please uh, like and subscribe. If there's anyone you think who would benefit from some of the stuff I waffle on about, please share it with them. And if you've got any feedback for me, um, please let me know. It's always good to hear what you guys think. And before I get into it, I just want to share the biggest lesson for me today is that this is the second time I've recorded this episode. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't right in the right headspace this morning. I jumped on, I did it, it was rushed, it was confusing. I lost the intention of it. And I was like, that's just not good enough. And um, what, what I realized that the lesson was in that itself, the lesson was in that, um, that experience. And this journey I talk about is not, not about getting attached to some moment in the future, some snapshot of a moment, something in the outside world that will give you happiness. Nothing in the outside world um, can and should give you happiness um, to the to the to the detriment of you know your own inner peace, right? So what I'm getting at here is things will happen day to day, but none of those things should ever affect your inner peace. And it was a, a big noticing for me this morning. So as much as I am sharing today the the details of me being in a lot better place and some of the, the tools and tactics that I think you could use to help you if you're struggling, I've got to say that I believe life is cyclical, it's undulating, and um, there's always going to be ups and downs. Um, and I think I've got a, a responsibility as I share my own experience to be continue to be vulnerable and honest in that and say there's still going to be things day to day that come up but on the whole you know talking about how I felt at the weekend I feel in a in a incomparable place to a year ago which is incredible um a, a quote actually just kind of popped into my head from this and it's um from the road less traveled and it's a book I referenced the last week but it's it's a really relevant one to what I just said and that is once we truly know that life is difficult, once we truly understand and accept that, then life is no longer difficult. Because once it is accepted, the fact it is difficult no longer matters. So here's, here's the thing. As we talk about going on this journey, don't go on this journey in the belief that at some point life is not still going to be hard. It will always be hard, but the the key is the truth is you can either leave it live it intentionally or unintentionally. And an unintentional life is what I believe to be an unhappy life and one that will ultimately lead to you being full of regret at some point. So that's the reason to kind of go through this. 
So what's my intention for today? It's to give you some clear structure and guidance if you feel a bit lost at the moment, if you feel like you're experiencing what we'll say is a midlife crisis or breakdown or whatever it is, and you're struggling to know what to do next, <clears throat> what do I what do I think is the place good place to start? Um, and the, the further, again, the further I get away from having experienced this, I know more and more things will come clear. But um, as one of my mentors, Chet, said a while ago when I was like busy doing after liquidating the gym, he's like, you've got to give this some time. You'll start to be able to unpack it if you sit with it more and, and figure out your, you know, your calling from it. And I think it, it is so right. It's, and it's taken me this long to unpack these bits. And I know the further I get away from it, I think there's going to be more that's going to come. So I'm going to do two things today. I want to give you a solid framework to explain the journey that you're on or that I'm on to firstly help you visualize the path and to make you feel a bit better about feeling so discombobulated right now. Secondly, I'm going to give you some basic principles to focus on when you feel like the world is just against you uh, and you feel stuck. Because if I go back to that time, January last year, I just felt like the, the world was on my shoulders. There was no way out. There was no way to create forward movement or momentum. And it was like, bang, done. And I just wanted the right to stop. And so I'm going to talk to you about a few things today that you can do to kind of focus on creating momentum. Why this matters to me today, I think should probably be clear to you is that my intention with this podcast is to share my experience and to share my lessons. And as I truly feel I'm stepping into being completely the authentic version of me. And I think that's a lot of that feeling of happiness at the weekend is that I don't feel like I'm wearing any masks anymore. I'm just me. Um, I believe that that this is important to me because that, that, that start of my journey several years ago, if you listened to the first episode, I took that pill and Ibiza and I had this kind of moment of awakening, we'll call it. Um, and I think it's taken me this long and I think I've had to go through all these experiences to tie that moment together to provide some meaning and I'm arriving at that point now. So I think it's, um, it's, it's becoming clear to me the overall plan with that. Um, <laughs> be, be what that means. It sounds quite spiritual and I guess it is. Um, uh, but I think as you go through these things, you, you start to kind of find meaning in things and, um, there's a definite connection to the belief that there's some kind of universal path that I'm on here. Um, and it's just taken me a while to connect the dots. So I'm going to start trying to do that today. Um, before I get into the nuts and bolts of it, this obviously doesn't constitute medical advice. If you are severely depressed, if you have thoughts of self-harm, doing anything silly to yourself, then please go and get help, professional help, not just talking to friends and family, speak to a professional, get help. That's something I didn't do soon enough and to share it with you quite honestly and openly, it was forced upon me at a point that um, that I didn't have any choice but to accept the help. <laughs> so don't do that, all right? Go and get some help, talk to someone. You'll be surprised how powerful just talking to someone is. Um, cool. So to get started today, I want to talk a bit about the mental model that 
I've kind of thought of that explains this journey. I actually posted this on social media the other day and it's one of those things I think when I post it, like most people are just like, what is that? And I get it, but that's how my mind works. So I feel obligated to share it regardless of intention. But hopefully if I talk about it today, I'll make a bit more sense. And it's something I've called the fulfillment pathway or journey, whatever you want to call it. And it's based on kind of similar model of like conscious incompetence to conscious competence, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and um, it just, it just seemed to fit. And I want to explain that to you now and hopefully it will help alleviate some of the, the pressure you may be experiencing. If you feel like you're at a certain stage of this at the moment. So the first part of this uh, fulfillment pathway is what I would describe as being unconsciously unfulfilled. And uh, the truth is, I think most people will live most of their lives in this state. And there's no judgment for that. I think it's, 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 it's by design. I think we're designed and conditioned to live in this way, to live kind of with our eyes closed, for want of a better description, and to be constantly believing that consuming stuff, getting somewhere, is the route to fulfillment and happiness. And quite quite truthfully, I don't believe it is. Like I believe um, it's a it's a hollow existence and it's one that is um, not set up with your best interests at heart. And I think um, for people who are in that place, they are not conscious. They can't be, they won't be listening to this right now because they're just like, what's fucking, what's that waffle? Um, so if they're there, they're there. And um, that that is what it is. Um, but my, my mission, I guess, is like, you know, I recognize I can't really help those people, but it's when you get to the next part of this, that's really... Uh, when the, the friction starts to happen and you start searching for something else. So the next part of it is being consciously unfulfilled. So what I would describe here is this is when you become aware that you've tried all these different things, different jobs, different partners, got all the stuff, <laughs> got all the stuff and you're still unhappy. And I would say you're, you're consciously aware that you are unfulfilled. And this is the this is the moment when you kind of I would say it's the, the moment of awakening when you look around you go wow okay this really doesn't work does it it really doesn't work and um, you you struggle because most of the people around you will still be you know on part of the rat race you know on the consumption train like all in on more stuff and so if you experience friction and you experiencing that that doesn't work for you you can feel really alone and if you start trying to tell people about this who aren't in the same place to you you just kind of get put down and um you know if they say you're going off off, off your head <laughs> um and as, as someone said to me last year like as i went through this and described as a midlife crisis or a breakdown i, I didn't feel like it was a breakdown it was a breakthrough it was a recognition and realization of something not being right and seeing something else that I thought was more right, if you want to call it that. And so if you're in this place, I sympathize with you. It's tough, but there is a, a step further. There's actually two steps further, and that's where we want to go. Right? So the next stage is to go from being consciously unfulfilled to consciously fulfilled in that you have become uh, aware and conscious of what matters most to you truly. Um, and you have made that transition of looking for happiness in the outside world and have journeyed inwards for, for a, uh, 
for want of a better description. Um, I think when you say things like that, it immediately conjures these kind of wooey things. And I'm leaning into that now because truly that's what it is. It's um, <clears throat> this transition that happens from being consciously unfulfilled to consciously to fulfilled to consciously fulfilled is not when you get the next thing. It's when you accept that the next thing is not going to be the thing that gets you happiness. It's when you let go of that idea. You know, beyond having your basic needs met, which we all need, and believe me, like when you're in a place of scarcity, you need to sort that shit out. But well, beyond that point, the sole factor that will give you a fulfilling life is inside. It's the story you tell yourself, it's the relationship with self, and it's the lens through which you view the world and the experiences that you go through day to day. Um, and this is a tough one. This is a tough transition because you've, you've, you've lived your life up until that point, believing that the outer world can provide you with this and you're still going to get pulled back to it. I still feel it now. I still feel browsing on fucking Amazon and stuff. <laughs> Just, and, uh, I've, I've developed kind of like a bit of a, a pause method with browsing to purchasing of anything now, but I still feel it. I still feel it that being pulled back into that. Um, and so you just got to know is that, you know, once you get to this place, there's probably going to be a number of years where you're, you know, you're going to have to put the work into, to stay there and that conditioning and society is going to try and pull you to that place of believing that happiness lies outside of us. So consciously fulfilled. And that's honestly, if I can think back to the weekend, I think that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm fulfilled. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I have, um, goals and things I want to work towards, but I'm not attached to those outcomes as a metric for happiness, which is a big thing for me because in the last six to 12 months, even getting out of the gym, I jumped from that into coaching online. I'm like, well, if I get this many clients, I'll be happy. If I get this many clients, I'll be happy. And yeah, a part of that was being out of a place of financial kind of like not earning any money and I, I kind of look back now and I laugh and I go, well, you achieved that and you achieved that and you achieved that. And it's like, oh, well, you're doing it again, aren't you? So it's uh, it's been an interesting exercise. So it's a good place to be. There. And I think the last place on this ladder is somewhere where I would say is where you're unconsciously fulfilled. And that is you've lived your life for such a long time, you know, uh, delivering on what is your highest purpose, aligned to your own true values. And it's, now a reflexive automatic way of living um, not reactive it's not conscious it's almost like unconscious that's how you just live because that's how it is now and I think that's my my intention with with people I coach um, is to get them to that place and I'm realizing that it's not a place you can lead someone to it's someone they've got to somewhere somewhere they've got to find themselves but you've got to kind of give them the little nudges along the way and lay the uh i don't know what you call it lay the little like put the little seeds down lay the path and hopefully they get there and i guess it's it's living intentionally but almost unintentionally like you've got no other choice <laughs> you're just you're just doing it and i think that's my my goal so I hope that makes sense. I really do. I know it's a bit 
bit long, but um, it's about as simple as I can make it. Um, and if you are struggling right now, it's probably because you're at a place of being consciously unfulfilled and you're like, fucking hell, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Um, and uh, before we get into it, I just, I need to tell you that um, obviously if you've listened to anything I've spoken about, the journey ahead is going to be a bumpy one and it's going to be ups and downs. People are going to try and tell you you're doing the wrong thing. You should do this. You should do that. Um, yeah. People who probably genuinely care about you, but um, just believe me for a second that no one has a fucking clue about what you should be doing. And in my experience, and this isn't just me, which I was talking about in a minute, a, a lot, I'd say most people are deeply unhappy in some part, some aspect of their lives. Um, most people are just really fucking good at hiding it. Um, just look at stuff in the news, right? Um, and I do understand why people choose to stay on the path they're on and not make the decision because this making the alternate decision of going a different way is not the popular thing to do. You seem like you're a bit crazy and um, it's bloody hard to navigate when there's not many people who can help you navigate the journey. So they feel trapped and uh, I don't blame them. So yeah, no full sympathy to you. Um, however, I feel deeply drawn to help people get to a point you know, the ultimate end point in life. And they look back and they go, wow, I, I, I lived my life for me. I had a good time. We're all going to, we're all going to have a few regrets. That's, <laughs> that's part of the course. But I think it's having a life that isn't full of regret and to have feel, felt like at least some part of it was lived authentically, even if that's the last five years, the 10 years, 15 years, but obviously I would rather you get more than less. Um, because, um, I think that's the, honestly, that is what I'm unpacking from that moment several years ago. I remember that kind of feeling of connection and love, the connection and love and happiness. And I'm like, okay, now everyone's got it wrong. <laughs> Why doesn't everyone know? Why doesn't everyone know? We're all connected. We're all, we're all connected. We should all just love each other and, you know, and, and um, help each other and contribute. But um, it's taken me a while to kind of realize that that, that moment has led to this moment which is quite a beautiful thing. And to quote a, um, a line from one of my favorite books of the last few months, The Tools by Phil Stutz. Um, uh, Barry Michaels, I think is the other author. Uh, the comfort zone makes you feel safe, but all it really does is keep your life small. And this is what I believe. I think most people live their lives well and truly in their comfort zone because they feel good there. They feel like they know what's going on it's all okay, but it's not really as good as it could be. They have dreams, they have aspirations, but they never really follow through on them because they're afraid. They're afraid to step out of that. They're afraid of people's views of them. They're afraid of their own view of themselves. They're afraid of failure. And I just need to push back against that and tell you, you'll only have a small life if you continue there. And I don't want that for anyone who listens to this or anyone who I know. I want more for all of us. As I'm saying this, I'm conscious that I sound like a miserable git and I sound like people will openly say, well, of course you're going to say that. That's based on your experience. And yeah, part of my own individual experience of living, the human experience as I've perceived it is, is this. But what I also bring to it, which I think is worth saying, is that I've been coaching people for over 10 years and it's worth reiterating that many of the people I've coached you would perceive externally as being highly successful, happy and fulfilled. And like, unfortunately, 
I would say a good 80% of those people weren't. So based on that evidence, my experience, what I see day to day, I think it gives me the right, the belief, the conviction to stand here and say, most people are unhappy, right? And most people don't have a fucking clue about how to make themselves happy. Moving on for this to the moving on from this in particular, I think there's still for men this idea that being vulnerable is somehow a weakness. Well, you know, you're really brave for getting up and saying that. So I don't feel brave. I think we've we've got a collective responsibility to be vulnerable and to be open about the experience we're having, because it's only through that we're going to improve. We're going to improve the collective experience and the lives that not just we lead, but our future generations lead. If we collectively stand up and say this, the way we're living is wrong, then maybe our children will get taught different things. Maybe they'll be taught to think independently, to think critically, to meditate, to think about who they are. Like, that's why I'm doing this. It's, um, this isn't for me. Like I'm, you know, I'm good, right? <laughs> I'm good. This is to help other people. So, um, yeah. So I think vulnerability is is definitely not a weakness. In fact, I think that being in denial about your vulnerability is a weakness because ultimately the people who are say this are generally the ones down the pub on Friday, Saturday night, getting smashed, drinking, doing coke, getting off their face and numbing themselves because they refuse to accept the fact that they are genuine and unhappy inside. And I say that because I was one of them. So again, no judgment. I understand, but don't tell me you're unhappy. You're, don't tell me you're happy when you're doing that every weekend. That's a that's a sign that something else is going on. I guess if you can take one lesson from the above, what I've talked about there in this journey is that we're taught to live our lives seeking solutions in the outside world. Uh, and we're told that at some point we get somewhere and it's all made easy. But that never comes. Um, and that's uh, that's a bit of pill to swallow. <laughs> um, and I think it's funny, right? I think when you get caught in this trap, you can think that the problems we experience in life are caused by everyone else other than us. If it's some other person, it's social circumstances, it's beyond other people or society. That's why I'm unhappy. And for me, one of my highest values now is fully owning where you are. And, um, and that's got to, that's got to be a part of the process. And it's something that's really uncomfortable because if you've lived your life deferring responsibility onto other things other than you, that's going to be a big jump for you to make. But honestly, like, that journey, that going from that conscious, unconscious to conscious to fulfillment, a, necess a necessary part of that is accepting that you are fully responsible for your experience. And so I guess as I get to it, here's the deal. If you've exhausted all these outer options, you've found that you're not happy, you've realized that you're responsible, you're left with no choice but to start to look inside and to look at what's going on inside your head, you know, the story you're telling yourself. And if you're listening to this, you, you probably relate to that. If you don't relate to it, you probably won't be listening. You'll be like, this fucking bloke's off his nut. Um, and um, you know that really nothing in the outer world can really help you. So um, 
I guess now it feels like a good time for me to lead into having explained this model of what I think you're going to go through or what you're going through, how to navigate specifically this really tough, tough time when you feel like the world is on top of you. Um, and this is about the relationship self. It's something I've thought about a lot recently and um, I've really dug into. And I think when you when you are at that lowest point, you can't see a future, you can't see a way out. And so you, you, you can't realize that the outer world can't really help you. So what you've got to do is just go in and work on yourself, work on yourself. And it sounds wooey. It's not going to sound wooey in a minute, but um, um, I believe that if you go from that state of kind of, oh, well, if I get this, if I get that, just go, okay, what can I do day to day to take care of myself? Inputs, not outputs, I think is a good way to describe it. Um, I think that's a really good place for you to start because when you're there, when you're at that point, and I, I'm pausing because I'm just taking a moment to remember it. And so excuse me for that. But I just remember feeling really stuck. Like I couldn't see a future. I couldn't see a possible way forward. I couldn't see a way to generate momentum. I felt completely hopeless and alone and isolated. And I didn't know how to navigate it. <clears throat> and what I don't want to do now is try and tell you, well, if you just do this, you know, blah, 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 like, you know, you can't see with the wood for the trees at that point. So what you've got to do is, is focus on daily actions that put you in a better pace physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically. And I think that's, that's the key It's keeping it really super simple. And so the relationship with self, as I call it, the most important relationship you ever have is the one with yourself, right? Think about, think about the conversations you have with yourself internally. What would, what would someone say if um, you were talking to someone in the outside world in the same way that you were talking to yourself on the inside? I know in the past that I, I think the police probably would have been called after a few minutes. <laughs> so this is a big thing for me to talk about. So the relationship with self. What are, what is this? There's four parts to it as far as I've created or not created, but thought of. Um, firstly, body. And specifically what I mean by this is movement and physical activity and physical expression. Second, energy, nutrition, nourishment, how we're fueling ourselves. Thirdly, rhythm, daily routines, habits, behaviors, how we're spending our time. And mind, um, which I would say is emotional fitness, which I'd say specifically the practice of creating space for yourself mentally, doing less, if I could describe it in two words. Um, so when you're in that place and you're really stuck, you don't know what to do, then I just want you to think of these four elements and how you can start implementing something for each of these day to day. And they don't have to be big things. It can be really small things. And I would say definitely are on the side of smaller than bigger because you're going to be in that place where you're feeling super overwhelmed anyway. But believe me when I say you're not going to feel like wanting to do some of these things. You're going to be going against the pulls and desires of the feeling of despair when you're in this moment. But just believe me that if you do this consistently, you will start moving forward again, which is what we want. So with regards to body, we talk about movement. First of all, what can you do? Um, I don't want to get into individual prescription because obviously that can't happen. It's a podcast, but I want to give you some generalizations. And 
completely disregarding my experience as like a fitness coach movement at this point to just be about you moving your body every day in a way that feels good for you at that time I don't care if that's like doing a dance class or going for a walk or doing 50 push-ups whatever it is but just do something that moves blood around your body and gets you kind of breathing a little bit heart rate up a bit what I'd probably avoid doing at this point is loads of really intense exercise. Quite simply, intense exercise is a stressor to the system. When you're in this place, you're already jacked up and stressed. So I don't want to add anything more to that. But moving blood, getting some movement in is really, really beneficial. Secondly, regards to energy or nutrition or nourishment, how can you nourish your body today? How can you support it through this time? not make it for worse <laughs> all right easier said than done all right how can you eat intentionally not reflexively um, to soothe how you feel but to try and get past how you feel third with rhythm daily habits how can you use your time today to the best possible um, degree to help you feel better are you having clear breaks between work and uh, rest are you connecting with people? This is the big one. I think at this time, going back to how I felt, I felt like I wanted to shut myself off from the world. The opposite, I think, would have been to connect to the world. When you feel like this, connect. Connect to those people who who you love, who will listen, who will be there for you. Friends in particular, I think, would be really important. Plan that and do it. Even though you don't feel like it, you're going to feel better for it, okay? And lastly, the big one. This is honestly like if you do listen to nothing else today, I would say do this if you're really stuck is create some space mentally where you can just be and you don't have to be thinking about trying to solve your problems. In fact, that's probably not you don't want to, you don't want to be doing that. You just want to create some space. And this is why I'm a big fan of the movement part of it, because that can be it that can be it like going for a walk or just going for a run if you like running go skateboarding whatever it is like do something that allows you to just be out of the hustle and grind of just doing okay and it feels so counterintuitive and if i could talk to myself a year from now a year back from now i'd be look just slow the fuck down give yourself some space right that's going to be the best thing for you um so yeah think how can you create some space for yourself mentally today um, and I know, honestly, I do know when you're at that rock bottom place, you're listening to Yoshimo, how do you, how do you take action? You've just got to start doing it really have. You've got to start tomorrow. You've got to start moving forward with this and you've got to do it because, uh, I believe if you do, you'll start to feel better in, in a, a, a pretty short amount of time. Okay. What I don't think you should do at this point is to try and think of where you want to be a year from now. Because quite simply, that's going to feel overwhelming and you're not going to know how to get to that place. You're not going to have a clue. When you're in this place of being discombobulated, when you realize that the life you've led has created uh, not <laughs> the opposite of fulfillment, of a serious sensation of unfulfillment, it's um, you've got to go through this kind of period of transition. And so I think through that period of transition, instead of trying to look way out ahead, Look day to day at the thing you can do tangibly to help yourself feel better. And these are going to be through doing the things we've set up. 
the inclination here may be to try and do more, but just don't just keep it really simple. Keep it to doing things, you know, you can do day to day consistently, you know, 90% chance of success. Okay. Um, if you, if you're doing too much, you're just going to build up the momentum and the idea of failure. And I don't want that for you. Okay. So I hope that helps a bit. I guess the question that I can imagine people asking now is then what, and I think I don't want to waffle on too much more today, but I think that's for another time. And for me, it's only come through slowing down. that I've realized what's next. And the questions that have come up through this process are, as I've said before, who am I? What matters to me? What does my ideal day look like in terms of how I want to feel? And uh, that's where I've started, not some outcome in terms of money, but how do I want to feel? We're wrong. There is a certain amount of outer world action that needs to happen to bring that inner feeling, but start there, start there and then create that vision. And I think that will, that will then help you create the future for yourself. Okay. And to, to finish on this piece, the, this will take time. This bumpy road you have will be three, six, 12 months ahead. But um, what I would just say, you know, as one of my lessons in a minute is just don't rush it. Um, um, and just accept that this is part of the course, right? You're not going to be able to solve this overnight. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and just kind of know. Um, I wish I could tell you something that would make that so, but it's just going to take you some time, okay? Um, just don't get into um feeling like there's a load of stuff you should be doing right now okay so as much as i say this list of things that i think you maybe <laughs> should be doing i'm aware of how ironic that is as i say it now um this is all coming from a place of experience of this particular situation and from a place of you know genuine love so i hope it does help you so to summarize and to finish focus on the relationship with self each day, define what you need for your body, energy, rhythm, mind, and protect your energy. Simplicity is key here. Uh, regards to movement, move away from punishment and restriction, and instead create a clear intention to move to feel better and to eat to nourish your body and not to restrict it, okay? Surrender to, to what will be through this time. Self-soothing is really gonna be common. Um, it's inevitable, probably. And I think the best thing you can do is kind of acknowledge that, be a bit kinder to yourself and accept it as path of course, okay? There's a vicious cycle, which I experienced where you kind of feel bad. You look for comfort in food, drink, whatever it is. You consume that thing. Then you self feel like, you know, you feel even worse than yourself, like self-loathing. And then it continues in a, in a kind of cyclical way. So whilst I'm not condoning drink, drugs or anything like that at all i just think it's about being kinder to yourself and if you can accept this as maybe something that's going to happen occasionally as part of this you're less likely to fall into that cycle get the support of friends and family who will be able to and have the capacity to listen to you openly without trying to solve your problems for you i think this is something that um is harder than it seems because i think a lot of people they care about you they want to go right just do this or just do that but really if you are one of those friends, the best thing you can do is just listen because that person doesn't want you to solve the problems 
and you cannot solve their problems for them. This is entirely up to them to figure out. The best thing you can do is just be there to listen, okay? Lastly, slow down, take your time and create space. The biggest mistake for me was just doing, 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 doing. I'm gonna do from one thing to another, to another, to another. And I thought it would solve it, but it didn't. <laughs> just, it's uh, only in the last few months as I've started to really go into this, I've slowed down, gained a lot more clarity and a lot more peace, which is really interesting. So um, slow down and don't, don't rush to make rash decisions. Another thing that I did, um, you know, if you are un unhappy with the house you're living in, you can just get another house. You don't need to burn that one down. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I won't get into that too much, but you get the idea, right? So <clears throat> lastly, I want to finish today on something, probably the biggest lesson and I've alluded to, and I've said it quite a few things here, a few times here is that honestly, just believe me, there's no external thing that can actually give you true happiness. So just stop looking for it. Um, in fact, if you continue to do that, it's just going to keep leading you to a, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the, the rainbow, it just doesn't exist. And really, the trick is, is to understand that your own experience of the world, your own optimism, your own sense of hopefulness comes entirely from within. So stop looking for someone else or something to provide it. And uh, that's key, someone else or something else. It's on you. Uh, I've mistakenly fallen into this trap time and time again in my life, thinking that some moment in the future, a snapshot of when I achieve X amount, when I do this, this will provide it. And uh, most of the times I've actually got there if I look back on it. In fact, all, every time, apart from probably the gym, I've, I've achieved those things, but I've still been unhappy because I've then wanted something else. So don't believe that some snapshot in the future is, is going to give you happiness. Um, it's a feeling of what you want to pursue, a feeling of how you want to experience this life that I think is a thing to work towards. So yeah, I hope that helps a bit. Um, I really do. I've, I've tried to put a lot of ideas into that one today and to give you some tangible stuff. And um, again, I hope it makes sense and um, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen. Um, next week, we're going to have our first guest on the show, which I'm really excited to, to, to do. Um, he's someone who has been a great mentor and friend to me. And I have so much love and affection for him and for what he's brought to my life and how he's helped me think in the way I do now, which I think is, um, something I'm, you know, forever indebted to him for. So I won't introduce him now. I'll wait until next week to do that. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, if you want any help with this, uh, as you probably know, I'm a coach, but this isn't me selling coaching. But if you did want to have a conversation, um, the way I work as a coach is to help you align and to build a roadmap working on all the things we've spoken about today in terms of the relationship with self, how we can get you moving towards a place where you feel like those things are aligned, like your movement, your energy, your daily rhythm, and your emotional fitness. Um, so if you do want to do that or want to have a conversation with me, just reach out to me. You can reach out to me um, at, on Instagram at Coach Glenn Oliver or CoachGlennOliver at gmail.com with one N. So please like and subscribe the channel if you enjoyed it. And also 
feel free to give me any feedback, good or not so good. Really welcomed. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast with me today. I just wanted to say um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to listen to me and if you found value in it please subscribe to the channel and if there's anyone you know who would benefit from listening to this please please share the podcast and help others um, who may be going through this thank you so much